Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com is the way tire buying should be. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. That is the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Congrats to me. I had the pick last night. Niners in the under. Uh, barely hit the under, but we'll take it and we'll move on and get you ready for a great weekend. You'll hear from Dan Beyer, from John Ramos, from Jason Stewart. Uh, we also have Mark Dominic on. He joins us every Friday. We'll get his thoughts on how the Cowboys replace a really talented cornerback, get his eval on Brock Purdy. Uh, plus Chris Felica, of course, the Bear Bets podcast. You see him on Big Noon Kickoff. He'll join us in the second hour of the show. We'll focus those, uh, those betting prognostications on the college game, which has a huge, huge weekend. Um, I have thought that the Niners are a collection of the best talent in the NFL for well over a year. And it was hard to tell how good they are just because, you know, they're playing not just against a Giants team that isn't as good as them, but also playing without Saquon Barkley, injury to their best offensive lineman. Um, They got some issues there. But man, was that a thorough dismemberment by a really good defense. And the Niners now have that uh, week and a half off. And they're up. They're th- they have a perfect record. And they got to feel good about stuff because the offense, though it took some time to get going, did get going the second year's half. Here's Kyle Shanahan. That's why we tried to struggle in the red zone so we could keep 30 three weeks in a row. Yeah, I didn't even realize that till after. But, I mean, it's great to get 30 three weeks in a row. But um, we felt like we left a lot out there, too. All right, so they're motivated to be better. It was not a perfect offensive showing. Here's Brock Purdy. 
You know, I told the guys. Obviously, you want to win every game, but you know we have a high standard. We have a, a standard that you know we want to be the best versions of ourselves, and and um, you know so for us, it's sort of like yeah, we win we win the game, which is most important, which is great. Um, but there's stuff out there that we can you know clean up and be, and be better at. So um, that's the standard that you know we have here, and you know we have what. 14 more games to do that, you know, to, to be the best versions of ourselves and clean things up. So um, we're going to take it one day at a time. And But it's huge for us to be, you know, 3-0 and, and have momentum. Yeah, I, I think um, on one hand, it's important to point out they're 3-0. and And of their most important pieces, they're all healthy, right? Quarterback's healthy. Running back's gotten a ton of use so far, but healthy. Trent Williams, healthy. Defense, you got some huge players, all healthy. You're good. And if you kind of look forward to week four, they got Arizona coming in. So not only do they not have to travel, they play one of the weakest teams in the NFL. They're already, by the way, two two touchdowns, uh, a 14 and a half point favorite going towards next weekend. I mean, it's a that's a easily a strong start before the Cowboys come in on Sunday night in two weeks. But I, I think here's where I am on the quarterback situation. Now remember, I am the last remaining stockholder for Sam Donald LLC, or Sam Donald Inc. You know, I just am. I still think he's got a chance to be a long-term starter in the NFL, which is still below what I thought he could be. And all accounts are, he won the job. That's why they traded Trey Lance. And I also think there's the possibility that Let's say Minnesota lose this weekend. Then what if they lose next weekend and all of a sudden they start thinking, we're not making the playoffs. You know, we're not making the playoffs. Let's move some pieces around. And Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. Well, he could be that guy. Now they have Carolina the following, you know, in week four. I don't see them losing to Carolina. Although we don't know because Andy Dalton's going to get the start this week with Bryce Young being out, and that doesn't mean Andy Dalton's better, but he's probably better right now than Bryce Young is. But here's the thing, and it's like, is Brock Purdy a great story? He's an amazing story. Is he a solid dude? He's an amazing dude. Can he make some plays? He can. But there's a limit there, and you start to see why, you know, can you miss on a guy by a round or two? Sure. But there's a reason he was the last guy taken in the draft. And you can sit there and go, okay, well, Tom Brady, that's fair. It's fair. Now, Tom Brady was bigger, stronger. Okay, played at a bigger school. But other than that, not really. And the Drew Henson thing, there was a lot that went into it. That's we split time with at Michigan. But if you remember back to when Brady initially even won Super Bowls, you know, his first year, he was merely a facilitator. And I think in this day and age in the NFL, if you've watched any of these, you know, made for TV games, you'll see like, that's what a young quarterback who makes nothing looks like. You know, there's some throws he just can't make. He's not the greatest mover in the world, although he's definitely not a statue. He can move some. He's smart. He knows to go with the football. He's solid and he costs them nothing. And so because he costs them nothing, they can use that money to load up on an unbelievably talented team. And his role is to just not lose it for him. Could Kirk Cousins be better? Yes. Tomorrow, even today, if he could get on some sort of magic airplane. 
Are there others that could be in that discussion to play for uh, for McDaniels? Of course. That's what a seventh round pick looks like. There is a lower ceiling than you thought. He can still play, but there are guys with better arm talent that they may need. They may need somebody bigger to win them a Super Bowl. You, you just might. I mean, that's my take. Well, like San Francisco, Dallas, so far, and Miami, they've looked like the three best teams. Philadelphia, they, they look a little rusty and start, start trying to figure out uh, their offense a little bit. But if I was to say, hey, can Brock Purdy go win you a game? I don't have a definitive answer on that. By are you, are, what, how convinced are you that Brock Purdy can win you a game in the playoffs? I think that when you take Brock Purdy and list him up uh, against other players like you just did, um, maybe his shine isn't as bright as we thought. So to answer your question, I think that he would have a difficult time uh, going out there and being the sole reason why the Niners win a game. Me too. Yep. Me too. Uh, And again, that doesn't mean they can't win. That doesn't mean he stinks. It just means... You have to be reasonable about it, and you have to at least prepare for that eventuality. Or you got to think, is there somebody else who can win us a game? Maybe you don't need to. I don't think that's arrogant. I think it, there's, a, there's a cost-benefit analysis to anything you do. But he is your quarterback. He has earned respect. I do think he'll get better as the year goes on, because remember, now he's seeing people's adjustments to him, to their style, to how they play with him. I, it's not like don't buy green bananas, but by and large, teams that get to the Super Bowl, and Garoppolo is not among these, but by and large, guys that get to the Super Bowl are Hall of Fame caliber players as quarterback. Yes, Ramos. However, don't you think that for what they got him for, where they got him, and he's probably done above and beyond his call of duty up to this point. If you list over or under on what he would accomplish in his career as the last pick in the draft, he's already hit the over. He's already hit the over. So, yes, not just, hey, what he's done in comparison to what you'd think he'd do in his first year and a half, two years in the league or three years in the league, but I think he's accomplished more already in the league than anyone would think possible in his career. So it actually echoes your point, John. There's there's also this thing that happened, and it's funny because when the Niners and Rams were playing on Sunday, it ended up being a topic on the show that George Reister and I do. Again, shameless plug, 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific. But I don't think it's a given, Doug, that the Niners win the NFC Championship game if Brock Purdy is fully healthy. And I think what ends up happening is we think about the injury and say, well, that's... That's why the 49ers lost. Yeah, they didn't have a they didn't have a quarterback period really that could throw the football once Josh Johnson was knocked out. But it was no given that they were going to be able to continue and dominate Philadelphia and score. Game obviously would have played out different, but I think when we look at that we say, "Oh, that injury cost the Niners a trip to the Super Bowl." Still would have had to have played the game. And maybe that would have been the game Doug that Brock Purdy needed to win. And we just we don't know, but it kind of adds to this lore of who Brock Purdy is because we don't know what the outcome would have been, but people try to make up in their mind what would have happened if he would have stayed healthy. Oh, I I think you're completely accurate there, completely accurate. And I I think 
They would have won had he played, but I have no idea because we have no idea how he would play in an adverse situation. Exactly. Right? Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And, and that assumption that we all make, myself included, is a dangerous one. And I think last night is, look, the Giants aren't terrible, especially up front. They're going to hit you. I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. They just got to get healthy. And they, you know, you're playing teams above their level. And remember, like part of the part of the Eagles, part of the Giants last year, uh, part of the Cowboys last year was they played they played the softest schedule crossover schedules in the league. So we were still figuring out exactly how good the Eagles were, or Jalen Hurts is. But you're right, and my th- this can go one of two ways. This can be who he is, and this is the ceiling, and we can all see it coming. And there's going to be a time when they're playing the playoffs and he's got it, you know, first and 10 and 75 yards to go. And he just doesn't have it. That's a very distinct possibility. Or you can grow into the role. Because if we're honest, and again, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. But we think of Tom Brady now and we think that's what Tom Brady was always like. Those of us who live through Tom Brady know the first couple Super Bowls was really, he had a couple of moments, but he definitely wasn't carrying the team. No one would argue otherwise. No one would argue otherwise. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Football fans, be sure to turn in to, tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Countdown to kickoff is presented by BetMGM. They'll walk you right up to kickoff for both Saturdays and Sundays and hit on all the key storylines with all the best bets. You can listen to Countdown to Kickoff weekday, weekend mornings, beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday, right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeart Radio app. Um, I just saw this story. This is... Uh, the most Chicago thing ever um, that um, 
you think you've had a bad week. Like, like, yeah, man, I had a bad week. All right. I give you the Chicago Bears. Left tackle out for the year. Defensive coordinator resigned. Lots of rumors about, about what went down that led him to resign. Quarterback was asked why he played so robotic. He answered the coaches. Um, then, of course, had to figure out a way to walk back those comments. They take on the Kansas City Chiefs and this story from uh, ABC7 in Chicago. Equipment was stolen earlier this week at Soldier Field, home of the Chicago Bears. Soldier Field manager said someone stole equipment, including gators and lawnmowers, from a parking structure at the NFL Stadium. The estimated loss is over $100,000. It happened sometime overnight on Wednesday. And that was when everything went down on Wednesday. That's amazing. Uh, those gators are fun, right? Those are those, uh, like, the advanced golf carts. I like that. How much do those cost a piece? Let's Google. Right, what, do you, what do you think? With I'll look. You guys guess. Because you guys, um, you throw, a, like, maybe a gator and one of those John Deere lawnmowers in. I think that gets you to 100000 right there, right? So it doesn't sound like it was a lot of items. It sounds like it was... A couple of real expensive ones. No, a gator is, it's $12,000. Um, $12,000. So, and I don't know the, the lawnmower, right? I don't know what, what kind of lawnmower. We used to have, uh, Hustler used to be one of our big sponsors. Um, but it's, everything is dependent upon how big and how efficient they are. But, but the other part to it is that's got to be an inside job. I mean, how do you get away? You can get away with one gator, but like, do you roll down the street with the lawnmower? Well, those, yeah, they did apparently. <laughs> and those lawnmowers, they aren't push mowers. You know, they're not just the uh, uh, pull the cord and start that baby up. I would say that those lawnmowers are probably about, I don't know, 20, 30 grand. Yeah. Yeah, so you probably think they got away with, what, two or three lawnmowers and then like three or four gators? That sounds about right. Yeah. But you have to have a truck, right? Don't you? You have to have somewhere. You can't just roll it down the street. You, you know, you're cruising down in Chicago in a gator with the Bears logo on it thinking nobody's going to know. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Let's get to Dan Byer get a quick update. Dan, what do you got? Non-pricing mowers, <laughs> things I never. Just, I just this is this is a real thing. Is there anything better than a riding mower than doing that? Like I understand to those of you who live on a big property and you have to do it all the time, but I can tell you that this is a real. When I first left ESPN, I was in Connecticut. I was moving to California. I literally had like a breakdown over like, man, I'm gonna miss my riding mower. I loved a riding mower on a Saturday, put the headphones on, one of the little kids on there riding it with you. That, that was a lot of fun. Rick Ross likes to mow his lawn, and there was another rapper that I saw on TikTok, TikTok that was just so pumped because he got a lawnmower for his his birthday. I, I'll have to figure out who it was, but you're absolutely right. There's, there's something very satisfying. I get a lot of uh, lawn TikToks in my algorithm. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you get your when you get your algorithm going. You know, 
you do self-help, everything's self-help, relationship stuff. When you do workout stuff, now you get all these workout people in there. You do food stuff. It's like, dude, I do not care about making, I love making dinner, but not that much. Yeah, you got to, can you reset the algorithm? I, I don't know. Maybe just not go on it for a while. That could be the case. All right. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic joins us. He spent over 20 years in NFL front offices and scouting. He's former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, what's your eval on Brock Purdy after watching him last night? Hey, the guy's amazing, right? I mean, he consistently just wins. He puts the ball in great position, and uh, he just turns the scouting world upside down. He's a fantastic football player who makes, you know, really, again, really good decisions with the ball and where to go with it and just doesn't force turnovers. And all he's done is win as a starter in the NFL since he's been in the league. Is he talented enough to win a game on his own? Like, it feels like, like, it does feel like there's a ceiling there. I think you're right. I do think it's very helpful to have a great supporting cast, but you've got to have the guy that can deliver the football and, and, and be talented enough to be able to process the information that he can in this system and then turn around and deliver the ball in the right spot. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Brandon Ayuk in or out, as he wasn't last night, but Debo Samuel steps up. You've got obviously Kelsey, I mean, not Kelsey, Kittle, and then you've got McCaffrey. And so there's such a weaponized team on offense. When you talk about levels of offense, and a lot of times you talk about levels on defense, but offensively, they have unbelievable levels of, of production. And so it's nice to have a guy that you know knows where to go with the ball and delivers it. I think, you know, if you have two of those guys out, they still can win games. They can. Uh, that, that's the voice of Mark Dominic. He spent over 20 years in the National Football League in front offices and scouting. Um, what about the Giants? I mean, I... I understand that their two losses are against two of the elite teams in the NFL. Um, on the other hand, uh, man, uh, and they're not healthy on that offensive line, but is there fixing when you just can't protect your quarterback? I don't know if they can fix this year. Uh, you know, I've been worried about them going into the season. I didn't think they were a playoff team going into it. Uh, I thought that they were going to be a fringe team, right, right, eight and nine, maybe nine and eight. And, you know, without Saquon Barkley, it shows how limited they are because they don't have a number one wide receiver on their team. And that, to me, is the big part of the equation. That it, You know, they've got twos and threes, but they don't have that go-to guy. And the tight end room has to step up and be that. I think Waller's got to step up. Bellinger's got to step up to be that for them to be able to be productive as a, an offense uh, in the National Football League. And Daniel Jones hasn't played well. And I know he's been under duress. But this is why everybody kind of was like, are you sure you want to pay Daniel Jones? And right now we're going to see. Once they start playing some, maybe the teams are supposed to be, we'll get a better sense of this Giants team. But I just don't think they're a postseason team. Uh, it, it sure definitely feels that way. Um, okay, the Cowboys lose a really talented ball-hawking cover corner after in, in practice. First, you know, you get people going, why are they doing one-on-ones in practice? Where are you in terms of the practice load and how much we can say that determines if a guy gets hurt? Yeah, I, I, you know, everybody practices in practice. You know, you've got people that are wearing monitors to say how much impact have they had on their body in terms of do we need to let him have this one off or this one off. Look, things happen. Sometimes they happen in the game. Sometimes they happen in practice. Uh, and you can't control it, and that's what makes football so difficult of a game in this Doug, this is a devastating loss. You know how high I've been on the Cowboys this year in the preseason and kind of predicting them as I thought the team that would lead the NFC to the Super Bowl. 
And I think this is one of those injuries that's going to be too devastating for them to overcome. Do I think they're going to be a team that makes the postseason? Yes. But losing Trayvon Diggs on their defense is about the worst spot on their team they could actually lose somebody because they don't have a lot of depth. Deron Bland can step up, and he's played very well for them in the nickel role. But they've got some more of the journeyman type that you know can line up, but they're going to give up more third downs. They're going to give up more drives. They're going to give up more points than they had before. And I think in the postseason, it's going to come back and haunt them. And I think of any position on their team, whether it was defensive line, linebacker, you know, safety, the, the corner was the one spot they didn't have this depth. And so, you know, look for the Cowboys maybe to make a move somewhere during the trade deadline to see if they can get an experienced corner that's got real talent. Um, uh, yeah, do you, do you wait to see one of these teams that isn't going anywhere? And is that the possibility? I mean, I, I, obviously there's going to be some financial consideration, but is, is having sat in that general manager seat, you sit there and go like, okay, let's see what happens with Arizona. Let's see what happens with Minnesota. Let's see what happens with Denver and try and pick off one of those teams that isn't going anywhere. That's exactly what I think. I mean, you can keep your eyes on San Diego. And they're going to need to be affordable. So, like, on Asante Samuel Jr., if the Chargers are struggling, it might be that you go get that guy, knowing that you may not be able to hold on to him because he's going to get paid, but he's going to be a great fit for you. And the Chargers are like, look, we're not sure we're going to keep him anyway. So, yeah, I think you definitely, once you start seeing teams 0-4, that's where, you know, the Cowboys pro department should be working overtime to say who's the best corner we could grab to put on this football team because – they have a chance to be the team that could represent the NFC still. So, again, terrible injury and terrible timing. Okay, let, let's get to the L.A. Chargers. Um, they are 0-2, and the defense, which is coached by their head coach, did let him down. Sante Samuel got beat on a 75-yard uh, pitch and catch last week, right? That was that was a big play. Offense also sputtering 2-14 on third down. They go to Minnesota, who's also 0-2. Uh, when when you watch the Chargers, what's wrong? What's missing? They can't win these games. Uh, I think when you see when you watch these games, I, I feel like they haven't been able to really utilize uh, the. I think the deep ball. I haven't seen them. They've been pushing the ball a little bit. Palmer stepped up in his opportunities where he's gotten, but it just doesn't feel as explosive as a team right now that they were last year at this time. They just don't feel like they're. Uh, able to get the confidence going. Justin Herbert's playing well, and it's not on him. I think it's more of that you're just waiting for them to find their rhythm in terms of how they're going to run the ball, how they're going to throw the ball, those different things, and getting Eckler even more involved in the passing game than he's been. Defensively, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about Asante Samuel possibly trading for him, but, yeah, he did give up the big pass. But I think this is a team that certainly has every opportunity to uh, you know, be explosive. And still come back. And I think this game, for them, I think this game is much more critical right now. I think for, uh, you know, when you talk about the Minnesota Vikings being 0 3 or the Chargers being 0 3, I think it's much more important for an AFC team because I think that you can still make your way back. I think in the NFCs with a bad start, I think in the AFC, there's going to be too many teams to make your way back. I, I think I, I tend to agree with you. Um, all right, let's, let's look at the Denver Broncos. They continue to struggle, especially offensively. What are you seeing from Russell Wilson now a couple games into playing for Sean Page? Well, I mean, what I see, I see a team that, um, you know, I'm surprised Russell's still struggling a little bit in, in what he's doing. I think it's a, you know, I think, you know, again, I, I can't find, like, the, who's their go-to guy. Sometimes it's Judy a little bit. Sometimes it's Cortland Sutton. They just haven't been able to get the offense and rhythm from that perspective. And the offensive line has played well, but Russell still just kind of looks tentative and just uncertain of where the guys are going to be. And, and maybe in the due time, 
they'll get their rhythm, but they've got to hurry up too because I think, you know, obviously a, a difficult loss last week for them, but a team that I think, uh, you know, should start to hum now that they get more comfortable in Sean Payton. And Sean Payton's getting more comfortable, you know, calling plays for Russell Wilson the way he likes it after week two. I was watching Cleveland play, and I'm like, man, that's Deshaun Watson? And, and like, full disclosure, barely watched last year, barely watched him this year. You watch him in a full game against the Steelers and doesn't look athletic like he used to. He's always kind of held the ball, lacks some accuracy. Um, again, last year, you missed half the season. You missed a couple of years. What are your thoughts on the likelihood that Deshaun Watson gets back to the level of quarterback play he was playing in Houston? I thought it would be fast. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Doug. I really expected him to already be kind of like back to, you know, eight touchdowns or seven touchdowns, two interceptions maybe, and maybe a rushing touchdown. You know, his legs, to your point, isn't a big part of his game like it is some other running or uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. But he hasn't looked as accurate as I thought he would. And, you know, especially that I feel like they've got good weapons there when Joku – Cooper, you know, they've got people there. Now, losing their running back is just going to, you know, Chubb is going to just be uh, just, you know, it's awful, right? I mean, it's probably the number two running back in the NFL uh, in the league right now. You just took him away from the offense who can catch the ball as well. So it's going to even more accentuate that Deshaun's got to get this team on his back. And I thought he would too. He hasn't. If in two more weeks, I don't think he is. I'm worried that Deshaun Watson's become a good quarterback and not one of the elite quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Where does where does good, like what's that group of good quarterbacks? Yeah, I think that's Derek Carr. I think that's you know better than Tannehill. I think that's right around Kirk Cousins. I think it's in that range where yeah, you might be able to win something, but will you will it be able to take you far enough to say hey, look at this Lombardi Trophy? And I never thought Deshaun Watson would fall below you know a top ten type of guy, but right now he still doesn't look comfortable in Kevin Stefanski's offense, which is surprising. Miami has the Broncos at home. Then they go to Buffalo. Now, that's going to be a hard game, but you get Buffalo in October instead of in November and December like last year. Then Giants and Panthers, like, they have a schedule. I know they got to go to the Eagles. they got a schedule. with it. Uh, It's a fairly favorable schedule. But this is such a timing-based offense and such a speed-based offense that they've kind of overwhelmed. They overwhelmed the Chargers with their speed. And then, you know, the Patriots played so far off that they were able to run the football. How hard do you think it's going to be for the league to catch up to what Miami's doing? Yeah, all Miami has to do is avoid the injury bug. And it's going to – you can't. And I think that, you know, Belichick said, hey, look, you know, we're not going to let these guys get behind us because I'm going to take that away. And to your point, they ran. And that's what they have. That's why they can pick you apart either way. They can run on you if you decide to play more of a defensive posture and if you're going to be more aggressive and try to get in their face and try to be more physical in the run game, they're going to throw over the top on you because Tyreek Hill can outrun anybody on your football team at any moment. And so can Waddle. So this comes down to to, to, uh, staying healthy. And that's one of the biggest, as as we just talked about Trayvon Diggs or we talked about Chubb, one of the biggest ways to get the Super Bowl staying healthy. And, yeah, you're going to have injuries that cost you two or three weeks or, you know, four to six weeks. It's the season enders that are going to be the thing you have to watch in Miami. And if they can avoid those, uh, they're going to put up, you know, 30, 40 points a week. They're just too explosive and two, it looks fantastic. Is it the quarterback or the coordinator in Pittsburgh? What's limiting them offensively? 
You know, I always felt like Kenny Pickett, you talked about good quarterbacks. You know, Kenny Pickett's, I think, main goal was to become at least a good quarterback. And right now, I don't feel like he's playing uh, the way he kind of ended the season or the way he looked in the preseason. Uh, I, I don't think they're running the ball. I, the part I do struggle with the coordinators, I don't think they're committed enough to the run. So even when it's starting out slow and Nigel Harris has maybe three carries for two yards or one yard, you've got to keep pushing the ball in his hand. I mean, they've got to start to say, hey, look, we're going to give Nigel Harris the ball 20 times a game. So in the first half, I wanted 12 carries. And Mike Tomlin's got to come down on the offensive quarter and say, run the ball. And even if we're down 10 to 3 or 10 to nothing, we've got to keep pounding that because we have this rookie quarterback. And so teams aren't respecting him, and therefore they're crowding it up and they're making it hard to run the ball. So they've got to keep shoving the ball down the throat of their opponents. Well, I think it's going to be a long time. Mike Tomlin's first losing. But is Najee Harrison any good? I think he is. So I think he is. I think he's a good back where when you give him a chance, he's, but I think he's a back that needs the rhythm. Like I, I don't think you can give Najee Harris the ball 12 times and go, eh, he's not very good. I think he has to touch the ball like 20 times. And if you don't use him that way, then you're never going to get those, those really explosive pop runs that you get excited about. And, you know, they never get shot out of the cannon. And so that's the thing I think that the difference is you've got to commit to him because I think he's a guy that's not like B. John Robinson who's – you could explode it in a second. Najee's more of a tempo guy where I've got to get my carries, got to get my carries, and I will break one because I'm going to see it and I'm going to pop it. I'm not going to get, like, I don't know how you feel about the Justin Fields thing. I th- I think what he basically said is I'm thinking too much and I'm just robotic. I, I understand that. But part of, you know, part of learning and reading is being able to process all that stuff and still play football. Does Justin Fields have that in him? Because, it you know, it, it, outside of just running for his life, does he have it in him to be a, a progression reader of defenses where he can function better in this offense? Yeah, I don't think he does. You know, Doug, you and I talked about that maybe about three weeks ago, and we talked about Justin Fields. And I said, I just don't see the guy's going to make the Jalen Hurts type of move. I just I haven't seen that from him in the preseason. I haven't seen him from the last couple of years. And sadly, we're not seeing it from him now. And, you know, it can be that, you know, I'm playing robotic and afraid not to make a mistake. And, and I understand that. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes went out week, the first time he ever played the Denver Broncos his first year late in the season. And he threw two interceptions because he's like, I'm not afraid to lose the game. I'm going to win the game. And you can't be afraid to lose as a quarterback or you're going to lose. And so I think that's the concern I have about Justin Fields is he's so afraid about making mistakes that he's not letting himself develop. But I think there's a cap there anyway in the first place, Doug. And so for Bears fans, I know that's not what they want to hear, but that's what I see. No, I think Bears fans know it. And I, I think uh, I think they feel like these excuses or maybe they're grasping it. Maybe, maybe they are giving them too much too much data. We'll, we'll see. Mark, great stuff as always. Love your insight. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the games this weekend. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. It's the Gottlieb Show. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're having a really good Friday. Are we singing later? I think we're singing later. Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection, just one place. Bundle and save, Progressive.com. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. (laughs) 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Psychic. All right, Psychic. What will be the best game of the college football weekend. We actually have a good Friday night slate, and then on Saturday you have Florida State-Clemson, a big noon kickoff in Cincinnati for Oklahoma and the Bearcats, obviously Colorado-Oregon, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss-Alabama, Arkansas-LSU, Oregon State-Washington State, uh, Ohio State-Notre Dame, Iowa-Penn State. Uh, Yeah, all of that coming up. What's going to be the best game, most exciting game to watch this weekend? Most exciting game to watch. I kind of got it circled down to, th- I got to three games. Okay. Um, I wish it was rank them. <laughs> I do think Oregon State, Washington State's going to be fun. Yes. You know, uh, that, I mean, off the beaten path, but those are two good football teams and that'll be really fun. Um, I think Notre Dame, I don't think Notre Dame, Ohio State strikes me as fun. For whatever reason, games in South Bend, you know, and, you know, forever they had the, the, the tradition of growing the grass extra high because they didn't have the speed of opponents. I think that'll be a really, really hard-hitting, good football game, close game. I think Clemson-Florida State, though, is going to be the most fun. I just do. Florida State still kind of feels like they don't know. Like, they have a lot of talent, but they don't know how good they can be. And Clemson still thinks they're better than maybe they are. Um, and it's in Death Valley. Yeah, I think Clemson, Florida State's the game of the weekend. All right, Doug. Or excuse me, Psychic. Yes. Oh, by the way, I didn't realize that they mowed the lawn at Soldier Field to steal lawnmowers because it always seems like it's a shaggy surface. Totally. I did. Well, you know, there's always been complaints about that surface, right? <laughs> yes. Because it's maintained by the city. Yes. It always seems like a slow track, right? Mm-hmm. I may have way overbid on the price of some of those uh, those lawnmowers that they use for an NFL field when we did prices right earlier. I just realized that when I was pricing mowers earlier. All right, Doug. Excuse me, psychic. Will the luster of be off of Colorado if they lose to Oregon this weekend? Depends how they lose, but I don't think so. 
I mean, remember, like, we, we had to be reasonable, but no one said they were winning a national championship. We just, they had a whole new team, and we didn't know how this whole, like, let's swap them out and get rid of everybody and bring back, you know, three dudes, and you got essentially a new team, how that would work. So I don't think so. I think, though, if they get, they get the field wipe with them two weeks in a row, that would change. But getting beat in Oregon, that, that could happen. All right, this kind of is a continuing, ongoing question. Tough this weekend with two of the three quarterbacks missing, but Psyche, who will have the best first year of the rookie quarterbacks? Will it be Bryce Young? Will it be Anthony Richardson? Will it be C.J. Stroud, now that we're two weeks in? Hmm. Um, I think it'll be C.J. Stroud. I honestly think part of it is he's on a better team. Um, I, I I thought Houston – I think Houston won is pretty well coached. I didn't think they were that bad to begin with. Um, I just think they didn't have quality quarterback play or a, a chance to take that big step. So I, I think C.J. Stroud's going to end up having the best year. Um, like, look, Bryce Young's tiny, and that team's not great, and they struggle to protect him. So I would say Houston, and uh, uh, that that's where your, your best year one is going to come from. All right, Psychic, will the NFL ever allow coaches to challenge a punch being thrown? No, because it happened last night? Yeah. And then I know the officials looked at it. They said it didn't warrant. I don't know why it wouldn't have reached the standard, but... I think what it was was nobody wanted to tell Trent Williams he was ejected, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, Trent Williams is a... He's one bad dude, right? Like, that's the last yeah. guy I want to go like, hey, Trent, you're ejected. Like, no, you tell him he's ejected. You tell him he's ejected. Like, guys, what if we just say it didn't warrant it? Can we do that? Yeah, why not? Like, we're the officials, right? What's the worst that could happen? I couldn't I think believe that's that. I couldn't believe that. I know it was on a kneel down. Maybe that's why they thought, too. But you can't. You can't do that. Niners got a lot of calls last night. All right, psychic. Will Matt Eberflus make it through the entire season as Bears head coach? Uh, through the season, yes. I don't know if to next season. Remember that they have uh, Commissioner Warren came over from the Big Ten, so he didn't hire any of these guys. He could easily fire these guys. I, I would say quarterback, then coach, then general manager in that order are the most likely to go. Finally, Psychic, will the Cowboys' defense miss a step without Trayvon Diggs? Yes, unquestionably. You know, Trayvon Diggs is a big-time football player. They they evaluated him um, during for, for his play and gave him a, a raise for his play, and uh, they're, they're going to miss him. Now, they play the Cardinals, then the Patriots, who aren't great. Um, but when they get to play the Niners and the Chargers in back-to-back weeks and the Eagles later on, they're going to miss Trayvon Diggs. They need to figure that thing out real quick. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, uh, coming up next to the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. I'm going to give you my picks for the weekend. Five for college, five for pro. That's next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.